Rinpoche invites us to enter into this teaching in the most noble disposition of the bodhicitta, the mind of the bodhisattva that thinks that we are here studying in order to bring each and every sentient being throughout the infinity of space to the state of utterly pure, totally perfect and most precious enlightenment. And this morning in our Dharma studies we return to the text on Mahamudra, which is the pointing to the Dhammakaya. And in our studies of that text, we have reached the section on deep insight of Vipassana. Mm-hmm. So, first we need to understand this term uh, vipyasana, deep insight, profound insight. And it's one, as we know, of a pair of terms that describe meditation. We have shamatha, the stable peace of mind, and vipassana, the deep insight. And we need to be able to distinguish the one from the other. In Tibetan, the term is Laktong or Lomtong, and this uh, is two syllables. The first one, which is la, means um, uh, exceptionally noble, and in another way, it means supreme or the very best. Literally, it means well, it means exceptionally noble or the very best. Mm-hmm. And this uh, is obviously uh, an adjective and it's describing the next syllable which is tong. Tong means to see and here seeing means insight or understanding. So we can say it means the very finest understanding, most exceptional understanding. And 
just as when we've seen somebody, someone said, did you see that person? They said, yes, I saw him or saw her. In the same way, once we've understood the mind, once we've recognized the mind, uh, then we can say, yes, I understand the mind. Although here we're talking about the highest form of insight or understanding, (coughs) people vary in their capacities. There are those of lesser, average, and exceptional capacity. So in the same way, their recognition of mind or their understanding of mind um, corresponds to their capacity and their faculties. Because um, it is this uh, method which enables all of those sorts of beings to see, if we take the term metaphorically, what they have not seen, or in real terms, to recognize what they have not recognized, to understand what they have not understood. It's for that reason that it is said to be the very finest, the ex- uh, exceptionally excellent or noble. What is being understood, what is being uh, seen by this deepest insight is the actual nature, or to be a bit more precise, the way things are, and so, and this, the way that each and everything is, is probably the the best we can do for a translation. It applies to what's called uh, all dharmas, and it's to understand the way they really are. And um, this is something that most people don't know. They haven't recognized the nature of the phenomena that make up their lives. So it's to understand the properties of those things, the qualities they have, and the way they are, the way they exist. If one can recognize the true way that things are and their true characteristics, what they have, 
um, so it's what they are and what they have, then this will become the source of every happiness and that in itself can get rid of absolutely every suffering. Every happiness without exception comes out of that insight. Every suffering without exception can be removed by it. So first one needs to gain that insight into the nature of things and then that first insight needs to be developed through practice. In order to gain insight into the true nature of things, then we need to train. We need to learn. It won't just happen easily, just like that. There definitely needs to be some uh, training, and at first, part of that training means considering many things, thinking carefully about the nature of reality. ตาเตนดาวจีซอนโตนานะตาเสวามุนบุปาลานะโดนานะโซซอดรบาจอนโดนานะญาลันซีตาเตนดิเซกอจีมะเรตาเตตาบะลีนะโครงซิตุปา
Those people are truly exceptions. And so for most people coming to this training, coming to these teachings, then if there isn't some study, if there isn't some training and some work, then uh, they will not be able to gain the insight. This is the case for almost every practitioner, uh, for most people. So then this is what we're going to be looking at, is the sort of training and study and progressive work that needs to be done in such a case. ยิงเมนาลูซุเซตมันดิตะลาโลลาเลเตลาตาติการิลากะติสอนตงกะติลองตงจิกาซะลาติกาชิบมาเรลูซุงกะวาระเซกะเรจินะเซนลาตานิ
this is very, very different from thinking about things and understanding the mind through notions, through ideas and external study. We can see this, as Rinpoche already mentioned uh, in a previous talk, so vividly with the case of um, great Pandita Naropa. He was one of the, what's called the gate masters, that is the four greatest scholars in the uh, University of Nalanda, which was the finest, most uh, illustrious Buddhist university, a person of tremendous <coughs> learning, understanding and prowess. And, but when it came to his turn to gain this deep insight under his teacher, then even though he had all of that knowledge, he still had to start from the beginning in this process of learning to train the mind to see and know itself directly beyond any sort of ideas or concepts and to gain more and more direct, vivid experience. ตนิเซนตุดาเรเซเจนะตอนยาทามาติคีปากองจีกะเรเรลาเจตาติตินิมุนโบยอบาเรติซาโบยันบาเรยันนายงมารอโซเลตุนโบปาลาซาโบมา
will either make nothing of them or will understand them wrong, wrongly. There's no way that a young child starting its education can understand what those terms really mean. There needs to be a whole growing up, a learning of language, a development of ideas. And at the end, after all of that training, when they come themselves to university studies, then those terms should make some sense. So, like this, when we start out in this very real, unfakeable work of letting the mind recognize itself, then all of those terms, such as uh, beyond conceptual fabrication, uh, without effort, let the mind rest in the ordinary state, and so on, not only do we not understand what they really mean, we misunderstand them, and because of that, they can actually be injurious to the practice. They can, they can harm the practice because of the wrong ideas that we carry into our practice on their account. ตาจอรกะริซกองคิวลานะตามาจุปะยอกะลิเรลาตานอตุตุนดุจอเลวนะโอตางาติมันดิอาเสตะปะวงปอนโตเลวนะเรติมาจุปะชอมันดิอาต
we lost some sacred state. We feel our mind has gone back down into samsara. Or however it is, we don't feel that we're still meditating. And um, we are not uh, beyond the complication, the judging and so on. So all of these ideas, what are they? They're not real things we practice. They are words in our mind, they are words in our mouths that we've come to be familiar with, but they don't correspond to a practice reality. ปีนั้นชวยเจ็บเจ็บเสียจิตตาว่าทำใจกันทาดิจับตาไปเลยจับตาไปก่อนขี้ดีเลยตัวก่อนคนดูมันดีตัวตาละก่อนจิตตัว
So, therefore, um, we need to understand the mind. Now, the way this is accomplished is by examining the mind. It's also by thinking about it, but not thinking about it with discursively, intellectually, but it does require some subtle thought, questioning, and investigation. Without that, there'll be no progress. If one just carries on the shamatha, the peaceful, calm, settled experience, hoping that that will somehow blossom, <coughs> blossom into deep insight, it won't happen. You can do that for a year, two years, a hundred years, a thousand years, you'll still be sitting there in peaceful stability and the insight won't come. If in your shamatha you're trying to uh, edge your way into a state where there are no more thoughts, you're trying to get out of the thoughts and find some space where uh, you're beyond all of the complication of thoughts, you'll never wriggle into that space, it will never come by itself, by practicing shamatha. There needs absolutely to be this process of the mind examining itself, asking itself very, very subtle questions about how it is, pursuing those questions and so on. And then the clarity will emerge. Through that very precise process of questioning, which is in this practice, then one day the penny drops. One day, all of a sudden, it's clear. It's clear. And it explains so much. But if one doesn't do that process of examination and questioning in a very precise way, then just carries on with the shamatha, there will never be ultimate benefit. As, as was explained yesterday, shamatha is only a provisional benefit. It's a temporary benefit. 
it will never bring Buddhahood. What brings Buddhahood is insight. And what brings insight is this process of examination. When that insight does come, then at that time, the terms such as uh, beyond conceptual complication, without fabrication, the natural mind, will all suddenly make sense as they're meant to make sense. They'll have their true meaning that wasn't understood before. Many, many things will be understood all at once and be made clear without any doubt um, on account of the insight that comes one day as a result of all of that examination. Rinpoche said this is a very, very important point to understand. Please think about it. If you agree with it, then um, apply its meaning. If you don't agree with it, well then, just leave it. Then, Naruto, Jitenpa, Machila, Tropocina. Tompa, Mata, Yapochin, Mandu, Naruto, Second, you had him, Tony Troposet, Madame Yapochina, Comme Mayapochin, Mayapochin, Mandu, Tompa, Tossi, then Mayapochina, a Troposet, then Mayapochimina, Tropomazi, Tatanisera. Naruto, Shajemo, Gondu, Kono, Tossi, Siam, Gopa, oh, Tayogal, then he lay up with Kayor. Then he must bury. ギテンペニエカジトポシエガナヨンポモトシエゴアンドンドシエガバレショチェチェンポニエカディエバタトゥディエバシワモンブパデディエバンジュジソンジジコンボトジウニテレトレトシエコンヨシエムガバデトーニ
There are, if we come down to what exactly precisely that means, now we have to let the mind discover itself or examine itself. There will be five areas of examination. And if somebody can carry through those five areas of examination with the two qualities of diligence and trust, trust, faith, then uh, then that's all it needs, or that's what it needs, for this work of mind understanding itself to be accomplished. The first one is to examine the mind when it is still. Examining stillness. Mm-hmm. The words are very, very simple. Examining the still mind, examining stillness, examining the mind at peace. It sounds easy. But actually when it comes to what it involves then uh, it's not easy at all uh, for the still mind to really come to know itself, how it is and so on in all of the various aspects that it will be examined. The actual work itself that the mind has to do to come to know itself is very fine and difficult. The words are easy. The work is not ตาหนีตูนี่ตาตงกอซอนตงตงเจนันดานีตูนี่โลจุงเซตงเนาะตาตาลาบะยิซึจูรงซอกเซลายาปุโฮตะนี่กอมพิกาซะลาตอซอน
where we're sitting in some fuzzy understanding of the mind. The instructions are very precise, they're quite fine, and that finesse has to be applied in the practice itself. So please listen carefully or note it carefully, and afterwards spend the time to understand it carefully and clearly. ตาเสียนี่เดียวจีนารู้ตรงบ่ขากกบาเรที่เสียนี่จิตเสียนี่จิตตาก่อนที่เดียวนะตรงบ่นารู้สู้อ๋อตาจีละมาละสวันเดต
你不明白的我这里我们呢卡都拿我钱这里卡都明白的我这里有拿我钱这里的时候有明白的我钱这里有把钱呢卡里拿住你可能拿大个头三个地都拿住钱给我来的卡给钱钱都拿住三个地都
there'd be none of the qualities of shamatha. So then you think, oh, got that wrong. There is something here. There is the shamatha experience. Otherwise there'd be absolutely zero experience, nothing at all. So then, if it's, you're there and there's the experience of peaceful one-pointedness and awareness of that, then if it's not non-existence, then, then you have to examine whatever is there. As Rinpoche said, well, where is it? Does it have a color? Does it have a shape? And so on and so forth. So most of us here uh, have done some meditation, uh, various types of meditation, and of course that's very, very good. Meditation's such a helpful thing. But then there are quite a few people who uh, are, how would you say, would say that they are practicing Mahamudra, or they'd say they are practicing uh, Mahasandhi, Dzogchen. And uh, this is really questionable. Uh, Rumte has really has some doubts, because then you'd wonder, well, who's teaching? And what exactly are they teaching? And what are the people doing? And the reason for these doubts is simply because Mahamudra is so difficult. It is so subtle. It is so complicated. It requires so much. It's not an easy thing at all. Very, very hard and difficult to acquire. So it would be natural to be doubtful when so many people seem to be practicing it so easily and readily. Pena <laughs> Tingin 
And the reason for some of these doubts uh, is that, well, in the terms that we have, or the the, yeah, the terminology, it says, uh, you know, Mahamudra, the mind needs to be relaxed. It needs to be uncontrived, which means that uh, there's no uh, artificial effort being applied. And there are many people who can meditate in a state which is very relaxed, it is very uncontrived, there's not artifice and effort, but it's not Mahamudra. Although those two things are qualities of Mahamudra, just because you're there relaxed and without effort, that isn't Mahamudra, and it's very different. It's very different. There are many sorts of absorption of the mind, of meditation, if we look at the six realms of sentient beings, then one of the classes of the deva realm is called the formless realm. And in there, beings are reborn there, but they don't have a body. It's a rebirth where your mind is in meditation. It's in deep samadhi, absorption, and that can go on for many cosmic eons. It's very, very long-lasting. It is calm, totally relaxed. There is no contrivance whatsoever there's no effort there's no movement of the mind not only there's no effort there's not even any movement of the mind it's not mahamudra it's a worldly state of meditation it's relaxed it's uncontrived but it's not mahamudra and in fact in those states after many cosmic eons of absorption in that calm unmoving state then when that karma has run out they pick up on their next karma which is very often rebirth in the hell realms. So we need to be very clear uh, about how difficult, how subtle Mahamudra is. Mm-hmm. Yoga 
гарезу лед гарезу ни егуди та я буч хакунди so to come back to um, uh, the point of the meditation then there is a need for the mind that settled mind that peaceful mind to examine itself skillfully as Rimich explained before the two main questions are does it exist or not not an intellectual question but on the spot as that mind examines itself it needs to be aware is this exist does this exist is it existing or is this non-existence if it feels like non-existence then that needs to be investigated exactly what is it as non-existence is it a total zero total nothing um we don't just sit in an assumption of non-existence if it really feels like non-existence then that non-existence needs to be very precisely known is it total nothing at all or is it a non-existence like this or like that we need to be clear about it as non-existence if it feels like it is something it exists then we have to investigate well this isness that feels like it's here just now how is it where is it what does it have a dimension a shape a location we need to find out exactly what this feeling of it it is just now actually means and then also there's another question where did it come from not an intellectual question we're not sitting there thinking about it but as it is there where did this moment come from where did this come from how did this happen if it didn't come from somewhere if it didn't come from somewhere it means it's a timeless continuous unbroken state it's always been there and if it's not if this state of present moment awareness of the calm focused mind which is the basis for all of this this calm focus uh where did it come from out of what did it come how did it arise and the next moment how did this arise so these questions need to be asked yeah ni ba de wo sa ze chou nan da ze ma chou nan da da cha ji da no sa la ta ge ni da ni ba de 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 na da no sa la ta ge ni ni ba de chi ma de de na ze chi la ni ba de de na da ge ni da ma de na ni ba de lo so na me so na o ko ka ju ru de chi da ge ni ta ke cha ji de chou ge ni ko no sa ta ka ko ge ni de ma no sa ha ma go na ni ba de chou yin ji ha ko ma ni ba yin da di joyen ba khakum di ba roza ka yi khamaona korum me sona yapo ina ji yapo me ana ka kira ko yapo ji roza ta khakosona ting di joyen di joyen ji khakore yapo me ana yapo me ba ta khakore yapo ina yapo ba ta khakore ting di la on korum ro ni ba de me sona yo ting me ro ji ta ka yi gi me ro di yapo ji ko tsu di 
having let the mind become aware of where it's coming from or how it's emerging in the moment, then one also needs to see where it goes, how it goes, how it disappears, how that moment is lost. If we don't understand how it comes, what it comes out of, where did, where did that come from? Where's that gone? On the spot, then we can't understand its abiding. The coming and the going is part of the process of understanding <coughs> what it is as it's there. How this came out of something. What's that? Where's that gone? Where's this come from? What's that? Where's that gone? Needs to be understood on the spot. The coming and the going help us understand the being of the mind. ほな、まろそ、ゴンジ Investigation is uh, what we need to know about the mind. As was said at the beginning, the mind needs to come to know itself. This is the study that we are doing. This on-the-spot investigation is the study of mind that will help it come to know itself. Yopa reson nepari yume nika main bajiri tata ronon kare tachi na ronon tachi chu ronon 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 sonu don chu yopa yamba choro tachi na yon choro go tachi oh yopa remundi nepari indi kete na choro go tachi chu du ata nika remundi te na choro go tachi chi na choro ronon re ti tachi eje ke sante ta Son 
Also, as one's investigating that still mind, is it something that is in your body? Or is it something that's external to the body? This is another thing to investigate. Mm-hmm. 
If it feels like it's neither in the body or external to the body, neither of those, um, then ตาเปียนนานเซเมบันดาวินาเมตุโตกะรินดาวินเปียนนานอารุซุซุลาตอมิมันดุยาตันดาวินเตียนนี่เมบะจิตินดาวินเรนดุยตาเตยุงกิเ
<laughs> if we put it politely, or as he put it himself, this fat lama in front of you is giving you a lot of hassle and giving you a lot of suffering and so many things to think about. Of course, you've got to look into the mind. Is it this? Is it that? Is it doing this? Did it come from here? Did it go to there? And then is it that color? Is it that shape? It's so much work. And you might uh, wonder, wonder about it. But in fact, um, if we think about it, then all of our suffering, all of our happiness too, what is it? Where does it happen? In the mind. It's the mind that's happy. It's the mind that suffers. Nothing else. And when we know that mind from the inside, where did it come from? What exactly is it? Then when the mind is suffering, then we can look at that suffering. What is this? Where did that come from? What exactly is it? What is its nature, its strength? As we've discovered by learning what the mind is, then this is the key to really understanding all of our mind's suffering, its anguish, all of its joy and happiness too. It all becomes crystal clear because we understand the mind, which is the mm, doer and the actor of all of those um, different things. And it really is the way to liberation, freedom from the sufferings. It's the way to happiness because we get to the very heart of it. And without that, then any other way of dealing with suffering, of working with happiness, of trying to suppress suffering, of trying to change it, to modify it, to transform it, and of trying to make happiness in any other way, is much, much, much less efficient. And also this process of understanding the mind is a wonderful, um, is a wonderful uh, nurturer, it's not the best term, but the only one you can find, for all of our meditation. When one knows the mind from the inside like this, it then that enhances so many other aspects of meditation. So therefore... This thinness challenge, Lama, is maybe not giving us a lot of hassle, but maybe giving us something that is of really so much benefit, of so much use, uh, and uh, that will really be a, a help to us in many ways. Tangi, Fu, no Dunity Kili, Toroso Kila Yapuja, Yapuja, Ta, Naro, Nayo Lelaya, Naro Nitriki, Passo, Takido, no Siduna, Takaridina. Mm-hmm. 
So then to sum up, so it's really, really clear, um, these points of investigation, they are all connected to this first of five steps of insight meditation. This first step is based on the peaceful mind, the mind in stillness. And so, as Rinpoche said, first we need to establish at least some degree of stillness, of shamatha, in the way he describes, sit down, do the prayers, settle the mind, do the technique until the mind is calm, has some calmness. And then, if we sum up all of those questions that have come in this session, they boil down to three things. We're looking to see that settled mind first, how is it? Second, where does it come from? And third, where does it go when it's lost? How is it? What's its nature? Exist, not exist, color, shape, all of those different things. How, how is it? One big question with many details. Where do those moments of mind come from? How do they come about? And then, when they're lost, where do they go? How do they go away? They're the three questions. And this is the basis for everything that follows. Just like the first letters of the alphabet are the basis for everything that follows, 
This is the ABC of insight meditation. It needs to be done really as well and as accurately and as diligently as you possibly can. Uh, really and truly, it needs to be done like that. It needs to be really done, not, uh, not bluffed, not done roughly. Uh, it needs to be done uh, as best as one can, also as much as you can. And this, is not, this shouldn't be a burden, like a meditation obligation. Because by doing this, you are doing yourself the biggest favor you could ever do yourself, possibly. This is for your own liberation. This is for freedom from your own sufferings. This is really the key to amazing happiness. So, although often we think, oh, I've got work to do, I don't have much time to practice, then this is something to do as well, as perfectly, and as much as you can. And then this will give us the real working basis for going on to the following uh, points. ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、
first bit, the luck, is defined as something which is uh, extraordinarily supreme, extraordinarily excellent. It's because the oral instructions of the lineage, such as we're just receiving, for how to look into the mind, these, when we practice them, and when we gain that insight, it gives us the sort of insight that can come no other way and that most useful insight of all. So this is why it merits that name of extraordinarily superb insight, um, the, the very deepest insight. And this actually is Mahamudra, what these instructions lead to, the actual practice. This is the, this is the heart of Mahamudra. Mahamudra is nothing to do with just sitting down in some calm state, far away from thoughts, that's shamatha. That's the sort of shamatha that can lead to the formless realms and all of those eons of just absorption into a peaceful, non-thinking state. That's not Mahamudra. What Mahamudra really is, is this heart of it, it's this investigation which gives the mind true insight um, into itself. And Ramachandra says, please, Consider that carefully. So that's the end of the uh, formal instruction and teaching for this morning. And Ramchi invites your uh, questions. Naranso di Chajo Chempo che cola Mambo Tursong, Mambo Loksong, Naranso che Lepeginang, la zi Mambo Yore, pace di Pugucunciunina, Pugucunciunla, dites le lagende, di Chajo Chempo che zic da Namtok, Lepala Yumare, Simla Yumare, then Pena Digina, Dribble Mambo Yore, in a young mamma di pace, Dribble Digi, Lempa di. ดึกกิงอ่ะตอนซ้อมติดเสียงนกทรายอะไรที่เสียงจันทร์ระบุอะไรกระจายกูเป็นเรื่องจริงอ๋อที่ที่ทว่าตัดเดียกันอยู่
Everything, um, so uh, the question is about the, all the foreknowledge that we bring to this meditation through what we've heard, what we've studied and so on. And um, in, in a way it would be easier to come to this with a totally fresh um, un- mind without the knowledge of those things. Um, so then how to, what to do about that? And uh, Bhimutai said, as he said uh, the other day, well, all of those things that we heard and that we can read, they were somebody else's experience. It was the Kamapa's experience, if it's the Kamapa who wrote the text, it was this master's experience or another. They had the experience through doing these exercises and on the basis of that experience, then they wrote down in their songs, their poems, or their, their whatever it was, they wrote down what they found. It's of no benefit to us very much because uh, that's what they found when they did it. What we need to do is to see what we find when we do it. And then on the basis of that, our own actual experience of Mahamudra will develop. That will be authentic that will be first-hand, uh, and, uh, and that's what we need to do. So the, we, know, we don't know the answers. We read the answers. What we need to do is to know the answers for ourselves. We need to, our minds need to come to know the answers through their own experience. And just reading words and sounds and ideas from other people isn't knowing the answer. It's reading about the words they wrote, about the direct experience that they had. It's very different. The answer is not something we need to write down as a questionnaire. The answer is something our mind needs to know, and that we need to find. <laughs> Kurunyuwa Lama <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
Actually, when we look into this um, situation of these sort of questions and answers to them, then, uh, well, if, if the Lama really does, if the teacher really has experience, has the, his own direct personal experience of these sort of things, then they're not going to, they're, they're, they'll only answer questions from somebody who has almost experience, who's ready for the answer, and where the answer that they're giving is relevant to the meditation experience that the person had up to that point. It's touching on some real experience and bringing it forward or awakening in it just that little bit. If the person who asked the question doesn't have the experience, doesn't have much experience, they're just asking an intellectual question, then if it's a ex- really realized lama, they won't bother to answer because they can't answer. The answer they give makes no sense. And then it's just all thoughts. And by the time you've dealt with two or three or four thoughts, everybody's mind's spinning. You know? And it's of, it's of no benefit. Um, and so it's something that really uh, needs to be reached through actual experience and what the teacher needs to do when somebody asks a question is just to give them a tiny little bit to work on themselves so that by the mind's own experience then the answer to the question comes up by itself not from somebody's mouth outside but from the mind's own inner realization Lamanyo when, when a, a master is an authentic one with true realization, then they would not be comfortable at all answering these deep, deep questions about mind and how it is. Um, and the reason for this is very clearly exemplified by um, Naropa's case. Naropa was a great pandita, a very, very great master at a time when Buddha Dharma in India was at its zenith. It was flourishing. There were many, many great panditas. He wasn't just another pandita. He was at that time uh, a star, a wonderful pandita amongst many, many hundreds of great panditas. He really knew the Buddha's teaching back to front. If even for somebody like him, if questions about the true nature of mind could have been answered by his own master using words, if anyone could have understood the words and the words would have made sense, it would have been him. But even for him, it couldn't be done. 
So this is why a master with realization, when receiving our questions on these things, and we're not narokas, is not comfortable in um, giving an answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kuna <laughs> Rimache is remembering one uh, master that he knew in Tibet who was a Nyingmapa master, a Kempo, and uh, a great master of Dzogchen. And so he had this discomfort in answering questions um, like that and Rinpoche went to him with a question uh, about the mind and rather than answering that question in terms of the mind and saying, you know, the mind is not born or it doesn't cease or anything like that, the teacher had the, gave the air of not understanding at all what he was talking about and he said... Uh, there was some the, there was some cloth hanging on the wall, cloth hanging, and he asked uh, Rinpoche to. He said, "Look at that cloth. When you meditate on that cloth, what's going on in your mind? How do you experience it when you meditate on it?" Of course, there's nothing in the books about when you meditate on cloth. There is this, or there's that. So what he did was not answer. Probably wasn't an intellectual question, a very sincere question, but nevertheless, rather than answering it in classical ways, what he wanted to do was to see the experience of Rinpoche and to talk about that direct experience, which is something real to do, not abstract. Mm-hmm. Is there a recommendation for how to structure the sessions uh, if one is practicing a thoughtful meditation? And then also, um, could Rinpoche please give us some advice for the post meditation in between the meditation sessions? They drew a near it, they don't pour the cuts on the. Uh, 
Ta 
So <coughs> the first question is about um, the uh, practicalities uh, within the session. We have the advice on shamatha that it's very beneficial to do it in short bursts of four or five minutes, something like that. Then how to apply today's advice for transforming that into vipassana. Um, well, the basis for this exercise um, of looking at the mind within stillness is, of course, the stillness itself. And there needs to be some degree of stillness before that mind looks at itself. And that just depends on each person. So in the practice session, let's say if it's an hour, then within that session we'll be doing three, four, five minutes each time. Then when, because of that, there is the stillness, then one, then that stillness is, once it's there, it becomes the basis for mm, the insight. And we need, we really actually do need that stillness before we can come to ask these questions. There's no point asking these questions when the mind is still busy. They just become intellectual questions. So, uh, the example Rinpoche gave yesterday was, if your hand is moving, then you can't see the lines on it. First the hand has to be still, then you can see, oh yeah, there's one, two, three, four, five lines and how they are, the shape, where they go. So for this exercise, the mind does need to be peaceful and focused. So in whichever moments of the session the mind is peaceful and focused, then we uh, go through this investigation, as was described uh, today. And then, um, so then once we're used to that a little bit, as the mind is settling into peaceful concentration, then this is where we're asking, where's this coming from? How is this arising? Just observing how the mind is becoming peaceful, focused mind. How it is, while it's remaining peaceful and focused, asking how is it, where is it, inside, outside, color, shape, and so on. And then at the end, when that peacefulness goes, the peaceful mind is gone because of thoughts or the end of the session. How did it go? How did that peace go? Where did it go? That's how we'd ask it. And then quite how that works depends on each person's practice, how many moments, how many minutes of shamatha there are. But this is necessarily based in the, in the shamatha. There needs to be that peaceful focus first. Uh-huh. 
ตาอุซุนอมเดลาซินดาวเรคาตัวมุบุโกซาเรเลียนอมบุโกลดินลาเรตินดาวเรมุนิมุบุโกซาวาเรติงารอโซเพนทุจัเจบุติฮิโอบ
I wouldn't say study, but uh, the word that Rimta uses is, means research. So a, a lot of what we do with Dharma, it's idea-based. In other words, we're looking into something, we're investigating ideas, learning about them, sorting them out, straightening them out. And uh, Dharma research, in its widest sense, where we are exploring the world of Dharma and its ideas is one thing. Dharma actual practice is something else. It's not ideas-based, it's practice-based. Now, were there the time? Haha, were there the time? Then, the way that these particular instructions work is like this. The sort of meditation instruction we get today is given to the student. They do their damnedest to practice it. They give it their everything and they try and get the instructions clear. They practice it very, very well. They forget all of the research dharma. They don't, they're not going off looking into books in between meditation sessions. <coughs> Preoccupation is to do this. And then along with today's instructions, there are from the teacher's point of view a series of questions to be asked. And the student would come to the teacher, probably on a one-to-one basis, or if there was time, maybe it could be done with a group. And that first question is asked. And then the student has to go away and investigate on the basis of that. And when the answer to that's found, then you go on to question two and question three and question four. All of these questions to do with this first section on examining the mind in stillness. Then, as Rinpoche says, these days, look how it is. Lamas fly in, they've got a couple of days, then they've got another place to go to. They're off to America, they're off to India. The students come here for the course. They've got to go away, they've got to earn a living, got to do this, lots of stuff to do. So we come together for a short while, there's a brief exchange, and then... So this is why at the end... (laughs) うん、ね、ディリシェディテラチョロソコケチャチゴンガレディメ、え、ペトシェロメレ。ペナ、ニドコノラ、シャシェダワソンラチェイ。ダワソンラチェディテラネ、ニレ、ミパレレケディテラ
It's not easy. It's not easy by any means because Shrimache says when uh, in, in the retreat house in uh, Nepal, then uh, there they do these insight meditation, Mahamudra, for three months non stop. In those three months, for each of the exercises based upon a particular question, some p- very precise point to investigate, then there are two or three days for each point. The people in the retreat are mainly Turkus and Kempos. Nearly all of them before have done the full Shedra training, so their knowledge of Dharma and is, they're very experienced people. They meditate from three in the morning till ten in the evening. They have nothing else to do but that. So when they have this one question, that means that all day long they are from the basis of, if it's today from Shamatha, they are, their mind is there and it's being aware and aware and aware and aware to get the answer to that question on the spot in true reality. And he says, even when it's like that, even when it's like that, it's not easy. It's all day long during those three months seeing people on a one-to-one basis. They come to him, they have their questions, their doubts. Sometimes they can't get it. He gives them another thing to do, another aspect that helps them with that question. They go back, they sit and they sit and they sit and then they come back and then you take it on from there. So he says it really is not easy. That's how it ought to be done and even then it doesn't just flow smoothly and happen brilliantly. It's a lot of hard work. He said they're so diligent. It's marvelous the diligence they put into it but then those who in the end get uh, the big benefit or not, it varies. It varies. So he says, here it's so easy, you know, he can sit down, he can sit down and say, ah, beyond complication and just settle the mind in its own nature. It will be so easy. But he said, really and truly, between us, the real Mahamudra is difficult. Just one more, yeah. Uh huh. Yes. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he never said shout, but uh, no. no. <laughs> uh, the uh, 
Pena lam lam tongke tajun dindrabo pena ne ne tautu tene semta ne tautu semta tene tampo shinetes gugundo sem shiwa then sit nepa and dila tene drivo shu ngane ki drivo shuju shuju kanrador chela pena sem shiwa na nepa yena tene drivo shu pachen namto draborewa karidi pena sem kanejong sem kabajo kanrador the Rangi Sengin on the Driva Shoot, your Pachan Namto Drabo, Driva, uh huh, Driva Shoot. Then the Driva Shoot down Shine Mashova Gay, Jedula Kajako. I ケニーフォースナニパミティジンセカレディナハントゴンヒオレハントゴンナティウシディニュデジトニュドテンバレディデディオレシケニーヨメチョムンディティティラナハントゴンディオレティニケニーメンダチェパムンディ ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
well, by the very fact of doing something, we've disturbed the peacefulness. And it's true, we've lost the shamatha. That's good. We've upgraded it to vipassana. By this looking into the mind that is at peace, then um, uh, it can, once one's accustomed to doing it, then it doesn't need to rock the peacefulness. That awareness of how it is, where it is, where's it going, where's it coming from, can happen. And it should happen because it's meant to be based on the peacefulness. You can't do it unless the peacefulness is there. But then this looking at the mind which is asking the questions, this is coming tomorrow, now, <laughs> or the next day. ตัวโรงกลาจิตริอือที่เนปาตะยาปุยดิจอยินฮะกูเมเรตอนุมุนิเซนะเป็นนางามอชิตุปุยอริมุนิเซนะมันดิจอยยาปุยฮะกูเม
then it becomes a friend for the practice because we know really what we are what we are dealing with Bye. Bye.